0: It's your favourite time of week When Brooke and Chelsea meet To talk about all things When it's for your information So take a seat and listen out. Cause this is gonna be some really good stuff Grab your coffee and listen in It's for your information But seriously, don't forget your coffee
1: Hello and welcome to our holiday snack sized podcast of for your information. This podcast is twofold and we're going to chat with the lovely co host Brooke. Um, You guys have gotten to know her a little bit just based on things that she stated in our other podcast, but today we're actually going to focus on her specifically. And, of course, we have Cheers for Peers, which I'm excited about, as we always are. But what I'm really excited about, and I think Brooke is, too, as we were reading through them, is sharing with you some of the holiday traditions of your fellow runners. There are some that are hilarious, um, so we're going to share those with you here soon. Hey, Brooke. How's it going?
0: Hey, how's it
1: How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Are you ready for this podcast that's all about you? I guess. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. So I don't have a lot of questions for you, but just some for um, for our runners to get to know you a little bit more, as I've enjoyed getting to know you as you've been my co-host now for, gosh, about six months, right? We've been doing this for Isn't at least half a year. Yeah, it I know, just it's flew it's by. Yeah. Oh my it gosh, does. it's insane. <laughs> it so is. My first question is, how long have you been with Rin? and what's your current role? I've been with Wren a little over two
0: years, though it feels like much longer than that. I've seen so many. I feel like I've seen so many iterations of Wren in that short period of time. But yeah, it's been since October of, must be 2021, because, you know, math's not my thing. I do writing, so, uh, (laughs) but that would be two years. So yeah, yeah, so which is just absolutely crazy to me. But yeah, and gets, I currently do like content, all of our content strategy, yes. some writing, and there is no shortage of, of things to do when it comes to our content. So yeah. we are always evolving and growing and it's really exciting.
1: And I guess I didn't realize you had been with Ren for, for that long, but, I, but that makes sense now that I think about it since you did our our first jingle for our podcast, which obviously this is our second year, so yeah, the the timeline is adding up in my brain. But <laughs> you also did a lot for the DAF Giving Summit this year as well. You and your marketing team, obviously, it wasn't it wasn't just a one person thing. But kudos on that. I know that that's a big feat for you guys every year, and i I think that it went off without a hitch, in my opinion. So it's,
0: thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. The team is the team is amazing, and yeah, and our fearless leader Mona leading the way. Yep, exactly. I'm so excited for the next
1: one. Um, So I know you're not in Indy. Where do you live?
0: I am in South Carolina. It's uh, the charming town of Somerville, South Carolina, which is near Charleston. Um, And we moved here about a year ago from Springfield, Illinois, because it's very cold there. And we both work remotely, and we just ain't nobody got time for winter.
1: So (laughs) we
0: came down here because we
1: could. So what what's the temperature there today, Brooke? I'm curious.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Let me actually look at my weather app and see the exact temperature. It's been a little chillier here lately. Like we've had some some 30s. So let's see. It says I think we're in the 50s. 54. Okay, right now, I'll
1: take it. That's a whopping 11 degrees warmer than it is in Indy, which we have been a little warm the past couple of days, if you consider 40 degrees warm, but I'm <laughs> jealous of your 50 degree weather <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> it's, it's amazing how much sunshine there is here, I will say. So in the winter in the Midwest, it's like, I feel like very dreary uh, yes. for a very long period of time. It is sunny almost every day here. And when it's not sunny now, I feel spoiled because I'm like, what, what? Where's the sun? Like <laughs> it's just messing with my vibe. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm sure there are a lot of people who are very jealous of that. Cause it, it is definitely dreary and you know, it, it's dark when you wake up in the morning, it's dark at five o'clock when you get home, it's just not a lot of sunlight. So uh,
0: bring yeah. some,
1: bring some our way, please.
0: Yes, I'm happy to try to do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm curious, which you and I have kind of talked about this a little bit, but why were you interested in auditioning to be the co-host of FYR? Was that something that you'd done in the past and you had experience with?
0: No, not at all. (laughs) <laughs> no, no experience whatsoever, actually. I toyed with the idea for a while, and I even reached out to Anne, like, separately. And, and I was like, who, who else is like, sort of auditioned for this? Are you, like, looking for people? <laughs> like, really? Like, what's the... And I, I really toyed with it because I was like, I've never done this, but it sounds like so much fun to do. And plus, it's, like, a great way to learn more about Ren and meet the different people in different departments. And yeah. I was really interested in that, especially as I come up with content, it gives me like a better perspective to understand how things work at Ren. And I thought like, what an easy way, like easy and fun way to do that. Um, and just a great way to meet people and get, get to talk to people. I really like people and I'm, I can be one of those people that like does not stop talking. So <laughs> I, it's like an excuse to get to talk to people. So yeah, that's perfect. Um, Yeah. And it's a good outlet for my like sort of creative stuff. You know, I want I like to do music. I don't get to do it as much as I used to now that I have two little children. They are more my hobby. So it's just a fun way to kind of have an outlet to do some music and some jingles and some, you know, get to talk to people.
1: Yeah, I love it. And and so Brooke's audition, we asked everyone to do a, a brief recording of themselves just so we could kind of see how they are, you know, in camera and make sure I like their voice. Just kidding. But Brooke <laughs> did a a song for her audition, which I absolutely loved and it was fantastic. <laughs> so so yes, I'm so happy that that you wanted to do that with me. Yeah. So speaking of jingles and and singing, how long have you been singing and creating jingles? Well, I've been singing forever,
0: like since before I could walk, I think I've been like singing in front of people. I literally, as a child, I used to round up my cousins. I had like 20 cousins and we would all get together every Saturday night and I would round them up and we would plan these plays. And then I would charge our family to watch us
1: (laughs) perform. I love it. Entrepreneur um, at a very young age. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Five dollars to watch your own child sing a song that's (laughs) not very good, but here we are. I mean, they did it, so you know they 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 taught me that maybe I could do that. So, Um, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. So I've been singing forever, and then I actually studied music in college, and then started a band after that, like outside of college. So I would work during the day, and then I was sort of a musician by night. And then on the okay. weekends as well. And I was singer-songwriter style. So we did cover songs, but also I got to write some of our music. And so that was really fun. A lot of that's fun awesome. for some time. Yeah. And then and then I had children. And that is not a lifestyle that's conducive to being a parent. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Everything changes when you have kids, especially multiple children. One, it's usually a little bit easier yeah. to kind of get around all of that. but. Yeah. Two that's or more. True. It's just, it's, it's over from there. Yeah. Not that having kids isn't great and we don't love it, but come on, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. It's just a different <laughs> chapter. That's all. Yes, a different exactly. Chapter. Exactly. <laughs> um, And just in case anyone's wondering um, if you are in South Carolina and near Brook, if, and you want a karaoke partner, she is fantastic and will happily join. <laughs>
0: I love karaoke. Yeah, I'm looking for some people to come and join me. I think everyone's kind of embarrassed, but, like, we would have so much fun. Chelsea, I think you should come down. Like, you are an amazing karaoke partner, as we learned in Clearwater. Yes, Mm -hmm. we did. Mm -hmm. We did.
1: There's no recording to that, hopefully. Um, Dan Lezzy deleted the one that he had.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure Scott Swain has some recordings. Oh, yes.
1: Yep. You're right. He does. Okay. Well, we're not going to talk about that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you have some kiddos. What's your favorite thing about being a mom? Ooh,
0: man, I wanted to be a mom so bad. It took, it took a hot minute. And so I just have a lot of gratitude for it in general, for getting to be a mom. I love, so like from a sentimental standpoint, I love watching them become like the little humans that they're supposed to be, that they just naturally are and sort of helping them like, like dive into those things and, and figure it out. And it's just like an amazing thing to watch your kid become, go from this blob of a human that can't really function or do anything on their own to then becoming this like little personality and like accomplishing these great things and and really enjoying life in this way. On a less sentimental point, I I just love watching my little guys like sing songs. I think it's so funny like, probably because i'm a musician and like i will make a song out of like a dishwasher at home (laughs) like everything is a song and my kids now do that and i think it's so much fun and like listening to my four-year-old like sort of ad-lib twinkle twinkle little start with all the confidence in the world is it just fills my heart i love it it's hilarious
1: yeah (laughs) that's That's awesome. Macklin, my daughter, does the same thing. Um, I obviously like to sing and so we will at home. And yeah, she'll just run around and sing her little heart out. And it's it's so fun when they pick up on things that you enjoy and you can see that they enjoy it too. So I absolutely love that for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) Well, I, of course, in standard FYR tradition, have some rapid fire questions for you. Can't get away without doing that. So I already know the answer to some of these, but we're going to go through them. You know the drill. Let's get going. So coffee or tea? I like both, but I prefer coffee. Coffee. As you sip on your espresso, I I see you. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Cortado. Yes. Oh, yum. I love cortado. (laughs) Beach or mountains? Again, I love both, but I prefer the beach. Okay, same. Rock and roll or country? Rock and roll. I
0: I do not appreciate country music all that much.
1: Yeah, same. Unless it's old yeah. country music. New, definitely not new country music for me. I'm I'm an old yeah. school type of girl for sure.
0: Although I recently I did recently discover Chris Stapleton. I one song yes. and it's very good. I really yes. liked it. And he I believe is in the country genre. So I he definitely it. is. He's a bit more yeah. soulful than I would have expected though. So he's I'm very
1: soulful. And you know, he he did a couple things with um Justin Timberlake, and he's done a lot of others mm. other songs with other artists that are not country, which I think is why I like him. He's pretty versatile. So y- yeah. you should dive into that a little bit more. I think you'll you'll find that you really enjoy him. Yeah. Flying or driving? Oh,
0: uh, flying. <laughs> it obviously depends on the distance, but like yes. long distance, I'm going in the plane. Yeah. Okay.
1: Even though you're fearful of it, you would still do flying over. Driving.
0: I'm not I'm not super fearful of flying. I mean I'd rather not I'd rather not have to fly over the ocean, but I know that we must (laughs) do difficult things for great
1: things to happen. There you go, yeah. So I'll do it. (laughs) Always growing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do you prefer to watch a scary movie or a rom com?
0: Oh Chelsea, I hate scary movies. I can't (laughs) handle them. I'm such a wimp. Rom com all day.
1: All okay. Okay. That that <laughs> ties in more to your personality. So I would definitely expect that. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me ask those questions of you. And I think all of our runners will enjoy getting to know you a little bit more in that manner as well. Of course. That was fun. It was fun. I. It is. It's always fun with you. So the next thing that we want to do, you guys, is bring you some of those holiday traditions you we were talking about. We have some for Thanksgiving traditions, and we also have some Christmas traditions. Um, so we're going to start with Thanksgiving. John Vodapek gave us one. So his family plays a game the evening of Thanksgiving game could be many different things but he says that the last few years it's been a game called celebrity so i don't know if you guys know about this game he sent us the rules 12 rules by the way you guys very detailed as john would be so we're going to send these rules over to you as we release this podcast so if you want to also start playing celebrity as your thanksgiving tradition you can Mm, it does look Um, fun it does it does so next one is also thanksgiving take it away brooke so this
0: is from Linda Parrish. She says, before the meal, we all gather around the table, hold hands, and each person, young and old, tells us what they're thankful for, and then they end it with a prayer. That's so nice. That just it seems is. so nice.
1: I always love hearing what everyone's thankful for, some of the more sentimental items and then some of the funnier items that that people like to yeah. talk about. is always it's always funny. So for those of you who don't know Vicki Hoffman, she's been with Ren for quite some time, and she's also a really big gambler, and she's very lucky with her gambling, and I'm very jealous of her, but she mm-hmm. says that her family – everyone. Um, and she made it a point to mention that her ex is there. <laughs> so they're just all <laughs> one big happy family. They get together and have dinner. And then after dinner, they do a massive poker game with each other and try to take each other's change. So if you know Vicki, that's not a surprise that they play poker as their Thanksgiving tradition.
0: Oh, that sounds fun. So this is Stacy Burnett. She said their Thanksgiving tradition is that all members know that Stacey gets the green bean casserole dish and not like just a little bit. She gets the whole
1: thing. So, so Stacy <laughs> is the lover of green bean casserole. I'm always on the fence of green bean casserole. I don't know if that's one that you enjoy, Brooke. It's, it's okay. I mean, the
0: fried onions, I could, I could eat. The Quite a few of the fried onions, but you can yes. just leave out the green beans and the casserole portion and I'd be okay with just fried onions. <laughs>
1: just the right. box of fried onions, yes. <laughs> yes. That was I yes. always would steal them when my mom would make green bean casserole because I just wanted their fried the fried onions part. as well. It, absolutely. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. So next one for Thanksgiving is from Henri Hampi. So Henri is from Japan. For those of you who don't know her and her family is also from Japan. So they don't actually celebrate Thanksgiving in their country and they don't eat turkey. So they have a very low-key Thanksgiving They don't make a turkey. She never learned how to prepare or cook it. Um, So what they do is they get with her husband's older brothers and they order in and just have a a small feast at their house and the kids, it works for them because they don't really like Thanksgiving meals anyway. So they're very low key with their Thanksgiving, which I love because for most of us, Thanksgiving is very stressful. We worry too much about it, but they seem like they just have a stress free, which is great.
0: Chelsea, this might be my favorite tradition that we got, and it might be (laughs) the one that I first adopted to my family. I love it so much.
1: (laughs) Yes, I do too. I do too. Carla's is also,
0: they do a Thanksgiving poker game, and everybody Ah. plays, adults and kids, and then they do um, some Christmas cookie decorating, which sounds really fun and delicious. Yes,
1: yes. Starting those kids young on poker. I love poker. (laughs) It's a a great game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move to holiday slash Christmas, if you will, after Thanksgiving. So... From Kathy Brown, so her family tradition growing up in the Philippines is that they attend a series of Masses and Novenas for nine days straight in anticipation of Christmas. So it's called a Simbong Gabi, and Kathy, I really hope that I pronounced that properly for you. So it's said that if you complete this devotional nine-day series of Masses, that your prayers and intentions will come true or will come to fruition. And it's very similar to the nine Dawn Masses leading to Christmas Eve, practice and Puerto Rico called Misa de Aguinaldo. So very interesting, Kathy. I, I love that. I've never heard of that before. So I might have to look into that a little bit more.
0: I'm really glad that you read that one because that's a lot of words that I feel like <laughs> I would not
1: have said right. Um, I really hope that I did not butcher them. <laughs> 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 I have been practicing uh, my Spanish though. So that helped me with the the last part of, of her tradition. Have you? Oh, <laughs> I have. Awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, So we have a holiday tradition from Megan Rabb, and I really like hers. She sends her nieces and nephews different, like, items with a funny picture of her face on them. And each year, (laughs) it's a different item with just a crazy face of, of hers. And I just think that's awesome. I bet that they... They absolutely love that. Actually, she They're said hilarious. that they do. They do, in fact, love it. So yeah. she's the the goat of ants, apparently. So yes, that's that's amazing. Yes. Um, if there's one thing, start doing that to my kids.
1: Yeah, that would be hilarious. And if there's one thing, if you know Megan, is that she loves her nieces and nephews. So the fact that she does this oh. for them does not surprise me at all, and makes me just love Megan even more. <laughs> <laughs> From Erin Rasmussen. So they have a tradition that started about 14 years ago wherein they re gift the same singing slash barking Christmas dog each year. I'm very curious to know what the singing slash barking Christmas dog looks like and what it sings mm-hmm. slash barks. So <laughs> she says that you never remember who had the dog the year before. And so when you open the gift, your job is to remember that you have to re gift it to the next person. And the dog has to stay inside the immediate family. And there's usually unique wrapping to disguise it each year. So that's, that's really fun. I love that that's just passed around. It's like a velvet painting type of thing that you just pass from family to family. So I love yeah. that. I love that. That
0: sort of reminds me of one of my family traditions I don't know if this will make the podcast or not actually, Chelsea, um, <laughs> but we used to have an absolutely giant pair of underwear, like unreal, like, like huge, and somebody would get them every single year. They would be wrapped up and then you have to open it in front of everyone. And there are like 70 people in my family. So it was, <laughs> it was, and that was years. I mean, it was like years That's and years. So, so
1: Did yeah. you have to amazing. wear the underwear or it was just, you had to open it and be the one to See, hold on to it?
0: Chelsea, this is why you should have been a part of our family functions. You should have, like, someone should have suggested this. Like, that was never a suggestion. You absolutely should have had to wear them for the duration of the holiday
1: party. Right, exactly. And take as many (laughs) pictures as possible to have that documented.
0: Absolutely. 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 I love that. Um, we have one from Greg Stab too, where he essentially their family used to split up the Christmas day like a lot of people do. And it got to be a lot. So instead, they just have an open house where family, friends, neighbors can come in and the doors just kind of open to everyone for, as Greg says it, gnashing and libations. And uh, he makes some homebrew Greg knock, which sounds very fun. Yes, yes.
1: I might just have to wander over to his neighborhood because I know where he lives. So we might show up, Greg, um, next year or this year. It's an open house. Yes, and have some (laughs) Greg Nog. From Kim Weed, so her family started a Santa breakfast. And this started when her oldest, Abby, was a baby, which Abby is, I believe, in her teens. So they've been doing this for quite some time. Um, And they would go to Danville with her in-laws where she grew up to have Santa breakfast. I guess that has gone down a little bit with the quality. So they've created a better version in which they go to her mother-in-law's house on the first Saturday of December, have a big breakfast, the kids get one gift, and then they also get an advent calendar. So I I love this, that they've kind of made their own when the other one was a little bit lacking, and that they can Mm -hmm. continue the tradition for the kiddos, which is just great.
0: These traditions are amazing. I have so many things I want to do now. I know. I know. Okay. So this is from Tanya Jacobson. She said, my Thanksgiving and Christmas are all friends-based. They all come back to visit. And she says, I eat like five times heavy meals for both weeks. (laughs) My best (laughs) friends are the ones that cook these meals with me and my kids who are her cats. They get catnip. I think I like that part the best because if yes. you've ever seen cats on catnip, they're insane. They're crazy. And so entertaining. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, that's definitely my favorite part of, of TJ's tradition as well. So I think this is the last one that we have that was submitted. So Brittany Vaughn, her tradition is putting up the Christmas tree after Thanksgiving And they decorate a tree um, like the kids with their mom, with the ornaments that they made in elementary school. Love that. And then Mm -hmm. on, for celebrating Christmas, they do that on Christmas Eve night due to her family being Catholic. So they open gifts at midnight at Christmas Eve, and then Christmas morning, they sleep in and relax. And we do something similar. So I am very much a do not talk to me about Christmas until Thanksgiving is over. I just If you put up your your holiday tree right after Halloween, good on you, but I can't. I just can't do it. I have to wait. It's compartmentalized, still pumpkins and such. So as soon as Thanksgiving is over, usually the Saturday after, I put up my tree and all of my other Thanksgiving decoration. So that's that's one of our things that we do in my house.
0: You're not alone in feeling that way, Chelsea. I feel like it's sort of a contentious topic. There are those who yes. who want the Christmas season to be about a quarter long, and then there are those who really want to savor each of the holidays, Halloween yeah. to Thanksgiving, exactly. and then Christmas, and and separate them out. So I get yeah. it. I get it.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's my, my pickiness. I I don't accept Christmas music until December either. Even though my holiday tree is up by then, I, I can't with Mariah Carey. And I, it just, I have to wait.
0: I just have to. Well, and it's, I will say, like, it's sort of like by the end of Christmas season, the holiday music sort, starts to sort of, like, scratch at your skin. It's, it's like, oh, absolutely. it's a limited amount of time that one can really enjoy the holiday music, in my opinion. It's great until it's not. You
1: can only hear jingle bells so much. I mean, it's
0: just... <laughs> And all I want for Christmas. I love it. I love it. But then I don't.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So those were our holiday traditions. Thank you for those of you who submitted those. We absolutely enjoyed reading through them and getting to know you guys a little bit more. I mentioned in our intro that we had cheers for Pierce. So we are going to recognize some of those now for you all. Um, So these are pulled directly from AwardCo and Toby Lynn Bryholtz recognized Jane Milburn and said, thank you for your ability and willingness to dig so deeply into issues. You're doing a phenomenal job in your role and is really appreciated. So keep it up, Jane. Great job.
0: So, and Christy Hensley recognized Musanda. Uh, Thank you for all your diligence with the Citrix issue. Appreciate all that you do.
1: Yes, and tied to that too, just because I was knee deep in the Citrix issue. A shout out to Fred Zanto um, and also Matthew Thurman for working on that. You guys, thank you for for working with. That it was just not a, a, a fun time, but we made we made it through. Griffin Cruz recognized Sharon Llewellyn. I thought the glowing review from Doug at Morgan Stanley Wealth Management was cause for celebration. Thanks for making complex processes work for our complex assets customers.
0: And Susie Frieson, she recognized Anna Reed. Anna is always quick to assist if I need anything for completing the accounting files for the trust side. Always willing to help and be a team player. Thank you.
1: So well, thank you all with your Choose for Peers. Keep submitting and we'll keep pulling those to recognize a few of them in our podcast. Yeah. Well, Brooke, thank you again for letting me um, get to know you a little bit more and share some of that information with our runners. You want to take us out?
0: I do. It's been a lot of fun. One more thing before we, before we end the podcast. So in January, we are going to be doing a coffee and conversations with Mona Hall. Um, so if you have questions for her, we do have a form, uh, in the email that you all can fill out and we will ask Ren related questions. So that will be really fun. And thank you all for listening. We look forward to, uh, look forward to chatting with you all next month. be